And a good welcome, everybody, to uh, City View with Mayor Tom Koch. I'm Mark Carrius, media director, and with me is the mayor himself in his office, Mayor Thomas P. Koch. Mayor, good afternoon. Sound like you're really up today, Mark. <laughs> uh, the mayor loves his memes, and he just showed me one as I started, so that was kind of funny. Anyway, it's always, uh, mayor does have a sense of humor, and let's just leave it at that. So, mayor, good to be back. It is. It's been a couple like, weeks. There's yeah, been a, a lot going on in the city, and as there always is, and we're going to discuss a few of those things today. Sure, absolutely. And I'm, I'm thrilled and, and thankful that we we were fortunate. We missed the brunt of the storm. We were prepared. We had the, di- the tide gates closed, the drainage issues. Uh, obviously, we were prepared for snow if it happened, uh, but fortunately, everything worked out. Some people ended up, you know, got 20 inches of snow. It was brutal. We got oh, nothing. Tough stuff, yeah. Western part of the state got hammered, you know, so yeah. good place for it. But even, <laughs> keep it even 10 miles north of us, I mean, they got yeah, they it. Yeah, they got hit unreal. March anyway, can be a tough month. It can. Uh, let's move on to a few of the issues. We're going to touch on a few things today, and, we're, and some of them we're just literally going to touch on. We can't get into them to the details of things. Uh, you know, the teachers have been out front a little bit. We love our teachers, and we love the schools, and, and just... Just an overview on where that's at, and we know we can't talk about everything right now. We look forward to that day that we can, but right now, legally, we just can't. Sure. No, it's um, it, it's been a little challenging and uh, a little difficult, I think, for all sides uh, to try to get to the try to get to the middle, if you will. And the latest is that we will be going into mediation. Effective, I know we're taping this uh, on Wednesday, so Thursday at three o'clock, um, both sides will be at Coddington in separate rooms and a mediator will start assigned from the state and uh, the mediator goes back and forth between the rooms and tries to find some common ground, middle ground between the two parties. So I'm looking forward to that process. I'm hopeful that's going to be fruitful. You know, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, the contract was up in September. We started negotiation last June and uh, they intensified of course in the fall. Um, and uh, we've been at the table and, you know, there's a, just so people understand there's, um, Three school community members on the negotiating team. That's Frank Santor, Kathy Hubley, and Doug Guttrow. The superintendent, deputy superintendent, director of HR, and then the business manager is always there to, to crunch the numbers for any proposals. So, And then the, the other side, the teacher side, they have 11 at the table plus 35 or 40 observers in the room. So just those circumstances, I think, it make it more challenging to get there. I know in, in the last couple of contracts, uh, with the previous offices of QEA, we kind of uh, skinnied down both sides so that you could try to get it done. Because it, it, the more people in the room, the, tra- the more challenging it is. And I'm not suggesting there shouldn't be those people in the room. That's their decision. That's their call. But, you know, I, I am hopeful. I know that, you know, people get very passionate about this issue. And I am very passionate about our teachers and our system here Always at Quincy been, Public yeah. Schools. We've we poured a lot of money and resources into the system for all the right reasons. And I certainly hope we can get there. You know, those folks that are saying we're, we, we're not being respectful to teachers, I, I, I don't agree with that. I think we've been respectful. We've been respectful at the table. The history of my tenure, we've been very respectful of the QEA and all who they represent. All through the pandemic, we were very respectful of teachers and their needs and challenges. So I'm hoping we get there. If, if anyone's underpaid in the school department, it's the paraprofessionals, food service workers. I mean, there are... They're underpaid, and that needs to be addressed, and uh, I hope we're going to address that at some point. But having said that, I hope we can get there with the teachers. I certainly value what they do for our system, for our kids, and uh, just like any other organization, I think most of them do an excellent job, and I I could say that about police, fire, and and DPW, and a lot of other places. Um, 
And uh, we've settled with most unions in the city. There's still a few handful we, we're trying to finish up. It's not an easy process. There's a lot of opinions, a lot of thoughts, a lot of information. So I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful we'll get there. Well, I appreciate you filling us in on the, at least the process. We really can't discuss much, and you do that in good faith as you've been, or the team has been negotiating, and, and uh, we'll get there. And when it is done, we can have more uh, fruitful conversations on, on the process and what happened and what didn't happen. So let's move on and let's talk about uh, some improvements and some talk about the pageant field improvements, I mean, which has been a long time for you. I know that this is one of your things that you really like because you were a former parks commissioner back in the day. But uh, let's talk about pageant field. There's been a lot of misinformation going on out there about the uh, Ruth Gordon Amphitheater. I know that we don't want to focus necessarily on just that, but let's talk about the improvements at pageant well, field and then some. <laughs> some of my good years in government was uh, when I was executive director of Park Forestry Cemetery. It's now Commission Natural Resources. And I know we were talking about the weather earlier, and one of the most memorable moments was a the April Fool's snowstorm. I know it was 96 or 97, 90, but we had yeah. like more than two feet of heavy, wet snow that just took trees down everywhere in the city. We were cleaning up trees for weeks. It was unbelievable it was at the time. And yeah, it, was, it was April 1st, so we're not on the woods yet. I'm hopeful <laughs> we'll get in the spring. But uh, yeah, I had some great years working with some wonderful people and really changing the park system. We made major improvements. I'm grateful to Jim Sheets at the time. We had a $10 million park improvement project that was funded and bonded. The city council approved. It was really the first time since Prop 2.5 in the, in the early 80s that we really did anything significant with our parks. And one of the places we, we did some serious changes was Pageant Field. I know we'll get to the amphitheater, but I just want to set the stage, no pun intended. <laughs> when Pageant Field, some may remember there used to be an oval roadway up right around the field with uh, lined by telephone poles to keep the cows off the turf that would then down the backside would get onto the boathouse with a road. We took all of that out when we renovated Pageant Field and created the, new, the roadway around down to the boathouse, took all that pavement out and really it was able to embellish the beautiful open space that it is up there. And it also allowed us to have great utility because of the size of the, the parcel. You know, you can use it for soccer, for football, for softball, flying kites, whatever it may be. It's such a beautiful area. We added fill to the area and we, we gave it more plateau, more of a flat area because it, it was a great hillside to it. And we also took the old restroom down, which was not connected to SOAR, built the new restroom building, which is connected to SOAR yeah. in this day and age, thankfully. I made a ton of improvements out there. But, you know, that was a long time ago. So it's time to refresh. So what we're doing is a, a new pavilion up at Pageant. We're moving the softball diamonds around. We're going to put a new formal walkway around the edge of the whole place for those that go up and walk that area and enjoy it. Uh, we're going to finish the restroom building. We never put the face on it. We were supposed to have a stone face at the time. And, and of course, you know, you move on to other projects. Money's used for other things. We'll be planting new trees. We'll be doing the uh, turf over completely adding irrigation to the area. It's really, the Marymount Park, in my view, and Pageant Field is really the gem of our park system. Truly beautiful place. It really place. is, um, because it can be used for so many things. And the, the vistas, the views up there are just incredible. You can, from different angles, you can see Boston Light. So you see the creek, you see the Pine Island, you go out, look out to Quincy Bay and Boston Harbor. It's, it's a, just a remarkable location. This time of year, it's not the most pleasant place to be because that uh, cold water, the wind coming off that water, the northeast winds and stuff, it, it can be very, very chilly up there. But So one of the things that uh, Commissioner Murphy was talking to the park board about was the, the Roof Gordon Amphitheater. Now, I know we've talked about 
a, uh, I want to talk a little bit of Ruth Gordon first. So Ruth Gordon, as we know, was a famous Quincy High grad. Academy Award winning actress. Yeah. Actress, playwright. I mean, she was so talented and so well respected in the industry. A great, big, famous name from Quincy. Joe LaRae was mayor at the time. He wanted to do something in her honor. And, and the, eventually the amphitheater was finished. It was started. It was stopped. It started. It stopped. It didn't have enough money. I think actually Frank McCauley might have been the mayor when it was finished. And a lot of these seated workers, which was federal money at the time, the people there out at work did a lot of the work down there. And I remember a lot of this because my father was the park commissioner and he had the oversight at the time. So, you know, we've talked in the downtown about a new performing arts center. And when we do that and we're working to get there, working the numbers that is, I mean, it's very challenging the cost of construction today. But the idea is to honor Ruth Gordon, Lee Remick, and all the folks from Quincy who, you know, made contributions in the cultural, entertainment, whatever, whatever the right terminology is, world, and including Ruth Gordon. Now, what happened over the years was they used to be steady band concerts on Wednesday nights, I think it was, years ago. And again, Joe LaRae used to host them and uh, introduce the, the different acts and bands and so forth. You know, the crowds weren't, weren't huge, but there was a following there. And then that went away. And then, of course, since we've done so much work to the downtown, we have a beautiful venue in the downtown with the Hancock Adams Common, the Kilroy Square. So a lot of those events are now held right in the downtown, which people love because they they can walk the downtown, then go to a restaurant before or after the event, et cetera, et cetera. So the amphitheater has not really been formally used for stuff in a long, long time. And what the park department was looking at was, okay, let's take a close look at this. There's a concern about the kids climbing the back wall of it and falling and getting hurt, that kind of thing. It was certainly as part of it. And we were always looking at things, by the way. I mean, when we did pageant field over, there were some people that were, were not happy with me because I took that oval away. But we created more green space, open space. When I did up a Marymount over, people forget there was a roadway between Marymount Parkway and, uh, and over to Fenno Street that cut around the ball diamond. There was these huge concrete bleaches that maybe 20 people sat in. They probably could hold 300. And people were mad at me when we made changes there. We took the bleaches out. We took the road out. We added to the field, added more green space and more trees. And people were upset because of change. So that's always a challenge. No matter, I don't care what issue we talk about. Change is challenging. I was sued when we put the track in. We were held up for a year building a new, beautiful state-of-the-art track that everybody loves today. A certain person that was on the school committee at the time, now a city council, she sued sued us on that and held it up, claiming that was going to be the end of the world. Well, the track has been well used by our youth, by people that just passes by and use it because it's in a location that's safe. People feel safe there. So I know change is difficult. Now, the park board, Dave Murphy had reached out to me and said, I'm going to have the park board take a look at this. I said, okay, that's, that's what your job is. We should be doing that all the time. So they were taking a looking at, uh, take a look at that, whether the amphitheater could be repurposed for other park needs. Going down the road, some of the challenge, I'm not saying this would have happened there, but for example, pickleball is the craze now. We've got to do more in the city to catch up with building some pickleball courts. So there's always change in the industry, you know. There's always the basic ball diamonds, basketball court, tennis court. Playgrounds, for example, when we were kids, it was a a huge, tall slide, stainless steel. It was a seesaw. It was a swing. Well, look at the playground structures today. They're They're incredible. They're so much more challenging and and very different than what they used to be. So the industry is always changing and things like that. When the word started to get out that they were looking at it, we, have a, we had a lot of folks that reach out to this office through email, through phone calls, 
And uh, and I know that I had a conversation with Commissioner Murphy and told him that, you know, do not go too far with this until we have a good discussion with the community on it. So so they've taken a step back uh, at the Park Department. There's nothing imminent that's going to happen at the amphitheater. I think at some point they'll probably hold a couple of community meetings and just get the a sense of people and, and, and so forth. So I just want to make sure people understand that. There's, there's no... Dump trucks up there filling it in as we speak here. It, the amphitheater is still there, and uh, the park department's taking a step back and uh, t- take another look at it. And if, before anything is decided, there'll be some meetings where community input will be solicited and, and entertained. So I, I just want to make sure we're clear on that issue. All right, well, I appreciate you uh, filling us in on that, boss. We'll talk more, about, I guess, when it comes to uh, you just, again, just you, you had mentioned that you're going to get some community buy-in before anything like that happens. So we'll come back to this issue uh, as it as it arises. Yeah, for sure. And, yeah. you know, again, the Park Department has a Park and Recreation Board with nine members on it, citizens, that they make decisions about. They have, under the law, they have the jurisdiction over these decisions. So it, before any decision is made by the board, any final decision, I know they'll have further public discussions and uh, perhaps some op- uh, some open meetings that people come in and weigh on. So. I remember the Armageddon that was out there when that track was being built or talked about being built. Oh, it's going to be underwater. It's going to be terrible. It's going to be a nightmare. It's, it's like the most beautiful place ever. Indeed. It's insane. We are going to honor Ruth Gordon in an appropriate way, regardless of the future of the amphitheater. Ruth Gordon made great contributions, represented Quincy so well in the national interse- international scene that we're going to do something for her, something a little bit more, I think, appropriate, whether it's some kind of a monument, a statue or something, but uh, more appropriate for her contributions, I think. And that's, that's not a slight to, to anything about the amphitheater at all. You know, it's got a, got a granite stone there. looks a little like a headstone, quite frankly, but I know that was uh, the best effort at the time with the funding they had. But I think we can do better to honor her and her name, aside from the, from the amphitheater itself. And think about all, those, all the incredible performers and, and actors and, and, sort of, and stars that we've had come from the city. Bill Dana... That's right. Bill Dana was a, was a very famous. He created Get Smart. Billy DeWolf. Billy DeWolf. Busy, busy, yeah, busy from Frosty yeah. the Snowman. Right. We had uh, Lee Remick, the Dropkick Murphys, the Dropkick Murphys. Lee Remick died too young. She, I think she was in her she 60s did. when yeah. she died. She yeah. did. She was another Academy great Award actress. nominee anyway, yeah. I think, yeah. But uh, great uh, great. And show. the daughter of the famous Frank, Frank Remick, Remick's Department Store, for those out there that would remember that old, that uh, wonderful, do. wonderful store. It was a beautiful store, yeah. actually. It was, yeah. Let's move on and talk a little bit about, we were going to talk about some projects, where they're at right now in the downtown area. You had talked about that. You, you and I were having a conversation about this the other day. Sure. sure. So if you could, fill us in a little bit about what's happening downtown, some of the projects that we should be expecting to see, and what's happening right now. LBC, they're one of the uh, owners of property in the downtown, and they have uh, plans that have been approved by the planning department to build a new building that will be at the corner of, it's, I don't know exactly where the line is, you get Hannon Parkway, then it crosses Hancock Street to Revere Road, then it turns to McGrath Highway. So I think it's the corner of Revere and Hancock Street that this building would be on, and then it would be also cited by General Dunford Drive and the garage. That parcel there that's been sitting for some time, it's got some stores on the top that we're trying to work through uh, those folks' leases and needs. Uh, but LBC has an approved plan to build several apartments. I'm trying to think it's about probably about 200 apartments, maybe a little bit more, with retail on the first floor. Set back a little bit from the sidewalk, so there's this ca- the cafe seating. So that's in the process as we speak. On Hancock Street, a guy by the name of Sam Slater has bought what the old child world, that arcade building across from Albus that's got the two-story with the big windows on the second floor. 
that has been purchased. He's going to be filing for permits to build a 15-story residential building with apartments, obviously above retail. Uh, and then the two buildings next to him. So if you're looking at, if you're looking from Albert or Fuji, if you're looking at that block across the street, so the next two buildings, Donuts and Donuts and the Taekwondo building, the city has purchased those. And the intention there is those buildings would be raised and a new park will be built, another pocket park around this new construction. I've, I've often said that density belongs in the downtown, but in, this, in addition to the density, you need to have the pocket parks, you need the places to, for people to get out and enjoy. And we Plus, saw that in the can, pandemic. People need to get out and they, need, they use the parks more than ever during the pandemic because people were stuck in, in that environment. So, so, and then the building now to it the also right. connects, by the way, that, that park connects the two. To McConville Way. That's correct. It goes right back. And then the next piece is the old family dollar store, which that's uh, been purchased by uh, Joey Akari, who owns 20 restaurants and apartments in around Boston, Southie, and other places. And he has proposed a seven-story, I think it's 42 or 43 units, above a two-story restaurant. Now, if you picture... Slater on one side, a carry on the other, with a beautiful park in between, with patio cafe style seating. Uh, it's going to be built for that. It's going to be magnificent. It's it's going to add to the destination of Quincy for food and restaurants and entertainment. It's we're really we've got some great momentum. We've had some great operators. You can get on the street between Granite and School Street. There's a lot of great restaurants and operators. So this is only going to add to that. And if if you when people say, oh, you're going to be putting somebody out of business. It's not really how it works, as you know, Mark. Look at the North End. How many restaurants are in the North End? And they're all banged out because you know that's a destination to go to eat and, and spend time. So we're trying to develop that same feel uh, on the retail slash restaurant aspect of it. So, so you're going to see late spring, early summer, a good side, westerly side of Hancock Street being demolished. It's going to open that view up between Hancock and McConville, and I think people are going to be, wow, what a change. And then, of course, hopefully... I think a car will be in the ground first. The park will be last because what will happen is uh, both the car and Slade will use the area that we're going to eventually build the park as their laydown area for the construction. Once they're done, then we build the park out uh, and it all comes together because you don't want to be blocking Hancock Street and McConville Way with the construction stuff. So uh, so that's exciting. We'll, yeah. We continue to work with Fox Rock. If you, if you go the other side of McConville towards the tracks, North of the bridge, we'll work with Fox Rock on a proposal there for medical office building. To the south of the bridge, that's we are purchasing in the process of purchasing the old, uh, well, it's not old, the IHOP site. It's still there, which is the site for a garage. Just as we built the Kilroy garage, it was always envisioned one or two more garages to serve the entire downtown. And if we're talking about a performing arts center and some of these other public amenities, we're going to need parking. I know we're near the MBTA station, Quincy Center. But you still love a lot of people that drive to uh, and from events and, and so forth. So we're looking at a major garage there. Hopefully we're going to get some state participation. Uh, Congressman Lynch had announced a few weeks ago some money towards some of the design work on that. And then there'll be some other commercial uh, uses in front of that garage on McConville Way as well. So we've come a long way with Quincy Senate, but we have a long way to go. And I think people are going to see some great progress this year. I'm thrilled because I was concerned, quite frankly, with the economy the way it is. Your interest rates have gone up dramatically, which make a huge difference in the margins for a developer. And both of these entities of Akari and Slater have indicated they're going forward regardless of the interest rate change because they believe in the city. They believe in the need for the apartments in the city and in this region. 
so full steam ahead at this point. And uh, hopefully the formal plans from Slater will be coming forward in the next couple of months to the planning board for their action. You know, it's funny. People can't always envision it, but it really wasn't that long ago. Was it the Hancock... Uh uh, parking lot was that what it was by the old bad abbots and all those yeah the where the killer it's all gone it's now it's beautiful and it yeah. wasn't that long ago same with the fuji building there uh that beautiful building in, in those apartments west Fant- of chestnut west yep. of chestnut absolutely yep. gorgeous clived in place gorgeous it does take time but it also is, the old woolworths yeah the galvin buildings the condominium buildings that's right yeah, you got a re- you got some retail and a bakery there now. Yeah, those are nice. Huge difference. Yeah, huge they really difference. are. So uh, I appreciate the update. That's great. Uh, I think uh, that's enough for for today. Sounds good. And uh, we'll come back and talk more about other things that are happening in the city of Quincy. And hopefully the weather stays the way it is and we don't have one single flake on the ground, which is fantastic. So, well, there's some flakes around. But <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ladies Mark. and gentlemen, the mayor of the city of Quincy. We'll see you next time on City View.